President Biden has been speaking tonight. He uh, gave a press conference regarding um, financial matters in the United States, um, but he was asked a lot of questions about comments he made at the weekend about Russia's President Vladimir Putin. Let's bring in LBC's US correspondent Simon Marks. Uh, President Biden in a bit of a pickle, it seems, over what he said at the weekend. Well, uh, uh, yes, I mean, a, a self-inflicted wound, really, John. Those nine uh, words at the end of his speech in Warsaw, raising the spectre uh, that President Biden, by saying Vladimir Putin could not remain in power, uh, was suddenly pivoting U.S. foreign policy down the path of favouring regime change in Moscow. Uh, that is why White House officials, within minutes of the end of that speech, started walking back the the president's comments, but uh, given the exchange that uh, took place at the White House a short while ago between the president and reporters, it's absolutely unclear now why they walked those comments back. President Biden insisted uh, that he's personally not walking anything back at all, stands by his comments and sought to explain them to reporters. It was a pretty punchy uh, exchange that ensued. Here at length are some of the highlights. I was expressing the moral outrage I felt towards this man. I wasn't articulating a policy change. And uh, I think that, uh, you know, he continues on this course that he's on. He is going to become a pariah worldwide. And who knows what he come, becomes at home in terms of support. But, Are you concerned this remark might escalate the conflict? No, I'm not. I'm not at all. What made you add that? Because that wasn't in your prepared remarks, we were told. So what made you add that at the end, Mr. President? Because I was talking about, I was talking to, them, to the Russian people. The last part of the speech was talking to the Russian people, telling them what we thought. And I was communicating this to not only the Russian people, but the whole world. This is, this is just stating a simple fact that this kind of behavior is totally unacceptable totally unacceptable and the way to deal with it is to strengthen and and put uh, keep nato completely united and help ukraine where we can are you worried that other leaders in the world are going to start to doubt that america is back if some of these big things that you say on the world stage keep getting walked back what's getting walked back it made it sound like just in the last couple days uh, it sounded like you told U.S. troops they were going to Ukraine. It sounded like you said it was possible the U.S. would use a chemical weapon. And it sounded like you were calling for regime change in Russia. And we know... None of the three occurred. None of the three occurred? None of the three. Mr. President? You, you, you interpret the language that way. I was talking to the troops. We are talking about helping train the troops in that are the, the Ukrainian troops that are in Poland. That's for the context. I sat there with those guys for a couple hours. And when you said a chemical weapon use by Russia would trigger a response in kind. It will trigger a significant response. What does that mean? I'm not going to tell you. Why would I tell you? you got to be silly. I still want to get back to your original words that he cannot remain in power. Can you help us understand you have more foreign policy experience than any president who has ever held this office? Whether those are your personal feelings or your feelings as president, do you understand why people would believe you as someone commanding one of the largest nuclear arsenals in the world, saying someone cannot remain in power is a statement of U.S. policy? And also, are you concerned about propaganda use of those remarks by the Russians? No and no. 
Tell me why. You have so much experience. You are the leader of this country. Because it's ridiculous. Nobody believes we're going to take down. I was going to, I was talking about taking down Putin. Nobody believes that. Number one. Number two. What have I been talking about all since this all began? The only war that's worse than one intended is one that's unintended. The last thing I want to do is engage in a land war or a nuclear war with Russia. That's not part of it. I was expressing my outrage at the behavior of this man. It's outrageous. It's outrageous. And it's more an aspiration than anything. He shouldn't be in power. There's no, I mean, people like this shouldn't be ruling countries, but they do. The fact they do, but doesn't mean I can't express my outrage about it. Last question. Thank you. You've said that uh, you're confident that your comment won't undermine diplomatic efforts. But just to be clear, are you confident that Vladimir Putin sees it that way, that he will not use this as an escalatory? uh I don't care what he thinks. Look, here's the thing. He's going to do what he's going to do. Putin, look. But you're not concerned that he may see your language and and view that as as a sign of a reason for escalation, use that as an excuse to escalate, given his recent behavior? Given his recent behavior, you should, excuse me, I shouldn't say that to you. Given his recent behavior, people should understand that he is going to do what he thinks he should do, period. He's not affected by anybody else, including, unfortunately, apparently his own advisors. This is a guy who goes to the beat of his own drummer. And the idea that he is going to do something outrageous because I called him for what he was and what he's doing, I think is, is just not rational. It's not clear to me that that clarifies very much because on the one hand, it's uh, completely unclear why the White House walked back comments given that President Biden insists he stands by them. There was an extraordinary exchange in there with uh, Pete Ducey of Fox News in which the president flatly denied uh, that any of three incidents that were walked back by the White House occurred. He appeared to be denying that the walk backs had occurred. But if you look at the comments President Biden made last week uh, about uh, responding in kind to a chemical attack uh, by the Russian military in Ukraine, were it to occur, I mean, it was the the, the US National Security Advisor, Jake Sullivan, who was dispatched to ensure reporters that President Biden did not mean to intimate that the United States might uh, use chemical weapons against the Russians. Indeed, Uh, Mr. Sullivan said there are no circumstances ever in which the United States will use chemical weapons. Uh, And yet in that exchange with Pete Ducey, uh, you heard President Biden darkly hinting at some kind of response to a chemical assault that may occur, but he wouldn't go into details of what that response uh, might be. We're also in the very curious situation now where uh, the president says that his comments about Vladimir Putin on Saturday were aspirational. They were his personal viewpoints uh, based on the moral outrage that he personally feels about President Putin's conduct. Two weeks ago, President Biden described Vladimir Putin as a war criminal, but we were then told that wasn't official U.S. government position. He and the next day, the Secretary of State, Antony Blinken, were just speaking in their own 
personal capacity. Uh, I mean, we will soon be at the point where reporters have to check regularly with the White House uh, to see whether what the president is saying on any given issue is U.S. government policy uh, or simply the president expressing uh, personal viewpoints on uh, affairs of the day. It is very curious, but Biden defenders are absolutely circling the White House in defense of him, uh, accusing reporters of being the problem here, uh, of creating and manufacturing uh, outrage, even though, of course, uh, it was the French President Emmanuel Macron who on Sunday night publicly uh, faulted President Biden for using some of the loose language that he has been using uh, and argued that he was at risk of escalating the conflict with President Putin. The Kremlin today uh, saying that the President's language was alarming, although as you heard in that exchange with reporters, President Biden says he doesn't care what Vladimir Putin thinks of what he had to say in that Warsaw speech. And Simon, uh, we were expecting those talks between Ukraine and Russia to get uh, underway again in Turkey today. That didn't happen, but possibly they might get underway tomorrow. Yeah, it looks like it's going to happen tomorrow. And there's a bit of news that the Financial Times is reporting tonight from uh, four sources uh, who have separately told the newspaper that Russia is no longer demanding that Ukraine be denazified. That rather curious uh, word that the Russians have used since this invasion began and is prepared to allow Ukraine to join the European Union provided Ukraine remains militarily non-aligned uh, and essentially embraces neutrality from a military perspective uh, as, as part of these ongoing ceasefire negotiations. The newspaper reporting that Moscow and Kiev are discussing a pause in hostilities as part of a possible deal that would see Ukraine abandon its drive for NATO membership in exchange for security guarantees uh, and also Russia going along with with the possible membership uh, of Ukraine in the European Union. So that certainly suggests more movement than we have previously uh, been led to believe might be taking place at those talks. But let's see what happens in Turkey in the hours and days ahead and see if those talks, first of all, actually happen. And secondly, if they do, bear any fruit. Simon Marks in Washington. Thank you very much. This is LBC News.